watching Passions. And today we uh, got into episode three. We just watched episode three, and I have a lot of notes. Laura's been taking notes the whole time, and I've just been eating. That's right. I uh, am Laura, and this is my co-host, Latara. We didn't do that already? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. I mean, whatever, we can cut it out. Or not. <laughs> Who cares? Okay. So, I would just, I just want to start this with like a little recap because I feel like I'm starting to put the pieces together of who is related to who and interacts with who. So I just want to start with a little family tree yeah, scenario. Okay, okay. Okay. So correct me if I'm wrong. Sure. Sam and Grace are married. Yes. They have two daughters, mm-hmm. Kay and Jessica. Yes. Okay. Sam just got a promotion and is now the chief of police. He is. In Harmony. Yeah. Which we think is... Harmony USA. Harmony USA. It, okay. I, oh, I looked it up. So, first I said something about, like, I was like, maybe it could be in Connecticut. And then we didn't know if Connecticut was on the coast. Do you remember this in the first I episode? remember this. I looked it up. Connecticut is absolutely on the coast. But I looked up where Harmony is, and it's a fictitious place in New England. On the so, coast. it's just Harmony USA. Great. Okay. So, so these people all live in Harmony USA. Okay, so he's the chief police. And, okay, so Sam is the chief of police, and he works with Luis, yep. who hates Lopez who, Fitzgerald. hates those cranes. He hates the cranes. He really, really hates the cranes. He hates the billionaire class. He does. He is really the Bernie Sanders of Harmony. Love Good it. Good for him. He's progressive. We love him. I love Luis. Um, his younger brother and sister um, are Miguel and Teresa, and... Miguel is a terrible actor, and Teresa is delusional and thinks that she is going to fall in love and marry Ethan Crane. Right. Okay. Those are all, that's all correct. Okay. And Ethan Crane is the wealthy son of the family who basically owns all of Harmony. Right. And uh, Luis and uh, Miguel and Teresa, their mother is the housekeeper at the Crane mansion. Pilar. Yes. Pilar is her name. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You got it. I'm, I'm making you got it now. I had to read it because I had to take notes. And then, on it. and then Tabitha is the witch who lives next right. door. Right. I'm, 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 I'm getting there. <laughs> okay. So Tabitha is the witch who lives next door to Grace, um, and and her and Grace's best friend is the town doctor whose name is Eve. Eve Russell. Eve Russell. Who? What's her husband's name? I couldn't tell you. Great. Okay. We'll figure it out. We're only on episode three. Okay. But her daughters are Whitney, um, Whitney and Simone. And Simone. Great. And then Whitney is like a young little Serena Williams on the tennis court, yeah? Yeah, I guess. Okay. She plays tennis. Okay. Um, oh, and Ethan's cousin, Sheridan. Aunt. Aunt, sorry. Ethan's aunt. Aunt, whatever. How do you say it? I say aunt. Write in to us and let us know how you say <laughs> the word aunt or aunt. supposed to be super believable for right. us 
and it's just not. It's, it's ridiculous. It's so absurd. It's what a per what a figure to choose as her best friend. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I looked it up and Princess Diana died in ninety seven. Okay. And then this came out in ninety nine. So which explains why she's been in Paris yeah. for two years. Okay. So so it was it was kind of fresh, you know what I mean? Yeah. When when this aired, so it's, maybe maybe in that time it wasn't as ridiculous, but like now it just seems so so odd. It's such an odd choice. It also seems like a weird way to kind of capitalize on a tragedy, and I don't know if if that's why they made that choice. I doubt it is, but it, in in hindsight, you, you know, 20 years later, it kind of looks like that. You know what I think it is? I don't think it's to capitalize on a tragedy because, like, again, it was two years after that. Mm-hmm. I think what it is is the same type of people who cared about Princess Diana were the same type of people who watched daytime soaps. Oh. So it, like, appealed to them. Right? Yeah, that makes sense. I would, I don't know. No, I mean, I was, like, sense. 11 at the time. Right. But, yeah, we don't know. All right. Moving on. Moving on. So Sheridan uh, has some flashbacks about the death of her best friend, Princess Diana. Well, let's let well, hang on before we get to these flashbacks. Uh huh. Let's recount what's going on in this episode. Okay. Okay. So Sheridan, Sheridan was in Paris in episode two. We saw her getting quote hounded by the paparazzi, and but it was two people. It was two people. Anyway, she gets in her car in this episode mm-hmm. and starts to drive. <laughs> right. And she's like, we see in a flashback that she is afraid of the specific tunnel <laughs> that, <laughs> that Princess Diana had her car crash in. She's terrified of this tunnel. She keeps saying, if I, I can't go near that tunnel, if I go near that tunnel, I'll die. If I go in that tunnel, I'll die because our lives were so similar. If I go in that tunnel, I'll die. She says it like five times. And also, it was in the span of three minutes. Right. <laughs> and then she's in this car, and of, co- of course, she has to drive through this tunnel. And she crashes. She crashes. And she's right. Her life is very similar to Princess Di, and she fucking crashes in this tunnel. She crashes in the tunnel. She does. I, and you know, at first, I was, I'm, I'm just coming at this from a from like the wrong everything and at first I really thought I was like no she's not going to crash and then I forgot that we are watching this so so, so of course she's going to crash and end up in the hospital in Paris what else would happen I mean yeah, yeah. so um well while she's in the hospital right. she, she so she's passed out oh yeah oh god <laughs> she's she's passed out so we see like her thoughts or whatever whatever's happening to her in her head and uh, there's this white light, and we hear a voice say, Sheridan, it's me. And Sheridan goes, who is that? Who, who, who are you? It's me. Diana? It's Princess Diana from the dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the whole light at the end of the tunnel situation, but instead of, like, whatever being you believe in, it was Princess Diana. It was Princess Diana, Diana. which is... Okay. Okay. Whatever. whatever. So, <laughs> so, I don't know. In the we had we didn't see much more after that for Sheridan. Yeah, that was it. They'll probably give us more in the next episode. Yeah, there was just the the last little bit that we saw was her in the hospital, um, 
with like something beeping, even though she, she was hooked, hooked up clearly, to nothing. Clearly not hooked up to any kind of yeah. machines. Um, and her scenes were irritating because they were literally two and three seconds long. It was so annoying. Like the way that they cut it together, it's like just have hers and Grace's. And too. Yeah, like have Grace's scene and do the thing, and then have Sheridan's scene and do the thing. And like the, the it back was, and forth is is make, it makes it hard to follow. It's ve- it is very that's like a thing they do in soap operas for sure, but it seems like more so in this one. Like the scenes are super it's short. Not, they're so yeah. And I think part of that is because they're trying to stretch out so little information right now. Mm. Like there's so we don't have any information, but they're trying to stretch it all out. Do you think it's because um because it's a new sh- at the time was a new show and people were kind of still finding it and stepping into it and so they're kind of taking the time up front to kind of constantly reestablish yeah. who these characters are, where they are, why we should care about them until they start building up like some momentum and Well, and that's kind of that's story. kind of the joke in soap operas too is that you can leave for a, two months. You can have not watched the soap opera and come back and you have really not missed anything because mm. they just keep recapping the same. You really get about five minutes of new information in a 40-minute episode. Because <laughs> they just okay. recap and recap, recap. So, uh, yeah, I think maybe that was part of it, too, that it, it was new. So they were given when people did show up to see the this show who hadn't seen the first four or five episodes, they could still catch up and get into it, I guess. Okay. So they understand. But, like, you can, we could jump into a soap opera right now and figure it out. We could jump into days we right don't, now. We don't have to. We're not going to. I'm just saying we could. <laughs> we could. We could. But I might. I'm thinking about mm. starting days up again. Now I can only handle so much. <laughs> <laughs> You're pushing me to the breaking point. All right. Okay. So, I think that's basically the end of Sheridan's kind of story arc in this one. Yeah. No. Okay. So, um, since we're kind of adjacent to Ethan with her. Let's move to him. So, my one real question is, where are his parents? Where's his family? Like, is he the head of household? No. Like, why Why are, when the doctors from France call, are they specifically seeking him out? They weren't seeking him out. See, Pilar answered the phone. Right. And I think maybe he was the only one there. Okay. They needed to talk to a family to member. Because when he answered the phone, he said, yes, did I, I, yes I'm a family member of Right. Sheridan Crane, she's my aunt. Right. So I think they just needed to speak to a family member, and okay. she, he was the clo- Pilar was right closest to him in that moment. So she gave the phone to him, but and he, he probably was the only one there. He does have family. Okay, they just don't. Know we haven't met them. Okay, okay, okay. So that answers that. So Ethan, his storyline for this is that he is at the little carnival because his girlfriend Gwen Gwen. Um, Made him, made him go, go because carnival. she thinks he needs to get to know the people in Harmony better. Which, I mean, he does, but he's an she, asshole. She says he needs to get to know his subjects yeah, because I mean, he's yeah. the prince, the crown prince of Harmony. It's just very, ugh. Yeah, her reasoning is uh, sketchy. Um, so yeah, he's at the fair. Yeah, so he goes to this little fair and Teresa is sitting there with her little magazine and is like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna... I'm going to meet Ethan Crane, and I wore this sweater because he's going to be the love of my life, and it's so important to me. One day I'm going to meet him, and when I meet him, I'm going to be wearing this This sweater. And she's kind of mooning over him and reading this little magazine, and she's not paying attention, and she 
uh, leans against the ladder, which then knocks over this like tray of blue paint. And of course, it lands atop Ethan's head and drenches him in blue paint. And I don't even know why the paint was up so high. High enough to fall on his head. Nobody was on the ladder. It was cartoonish. I don't. I mean, it was ridiculous. There's, yeah. I mean, anyway, the, 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 the paint falls on his head, and apparently, if someone's covered in like blue translucent yeah. paint, I wrote down that it looks like watercolors. Yeah, <laughs> translucent paint. You can no longer recognize them, right. even if you are madly in love with yeah. them, because she gets. Pissed. Well, he gets pissed. They both get pissed. Yeah. Well, he rightly, rightly gets so. pissed yeah. because he's covered in paint. Right. And then she gets upset because he grabs her arm at one yeah, point. Yeah. Paint on her a little sweater. Bit of, a tiny, tiny little paint. Yeah. Bit of paint and on her she sweater. keeps saying, "I should have you arrested because her brother's a, a police officer." And she, but she doesn't know who Ethan is. So right. she has fully, fully embarrassed herself at this point in yeah. front of Ethan Crane and has no clue that she has done this. Right. Because she's a moron. I can't tell. Like, I, I'm not, okay, I don't know where this is going to go. But it kind of feels to me that this is like a, a like one of those meet cute kind of situations where the couple starts off hating each other and then they're going to, once they actually get to know each other, they're going to be like, oh my God, no, we're actually in love. So I kind of think that's the scenario that we're headed for. Yeah, something like that. Okay, I think, probably. Okay. So, it's cool. I mean, it's some crazy stuff. I yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything. This is all new for me. Passions, man. Um, I'm passionate about it. So passionate right now. Um, Ethan is the worst actor. Miguel. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting about Miguel. Miguel is the worst. He is absolutely terrible. It's the same. Um, guy from John Tucker Must Die. If you ever saw that movie, I don't think but I he's did. better in John Tucker Must Die. He's terrible here, and yeah. that's because he's a baby. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, it's ho- he's horrible. He's the worst. But Ethan is also very terrible. He t- so we haven't seen enough of Miguel really to make like a big determination. He's definitely terrible. I've seen enough. I'm sure. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. But I'm for me with Ethan, it feels like. So effortful, like he's just desperately trying to remember his lines. He's also a huge character. Yeah, that's and Miguel true. is not. That's true. That's fair. Yeah. So that makes it even more um, noticeable how horrible his mm-hmm. acting is. It's so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Oh, Grace. Oh, we gotta get to Grace. Yeah. Okay. So Grace goes to the school. To pick so up they the go school. to the fair, and the fair, I guess, is nearby the school, the Harmony School. The school. The school in Harmony. <laughs> and, uh, Great. She, K through 12. She go probably, <laughs> she goes to the school to get, like, poster boards. Like, art supplies. Stuff. Yeah, and, um, when she's in the school, she hears the voice of this angel again. The angel does not show itself this time. Right. hear it. There was no Grace. budget for the CGI. Grace. It's time, something like that, right? <laughs> and Grace, is, Grace just like freaks out. She's like, "No, why are you doing this?" Like she's flipping out. The lights go off. She tries to leave. Actually, she doesn't try to leave. She tries to go in rooms. Like right. we saw those doors. Right. The, the, these doors were closed. She's but like, she, I, I can escape into the janitor's closet. Yeah, she was trying to go into closets, into go. classrooms. 
It's like, leave the building, lady. Yeah, don't try to go into the science lab. Yeah, you're gonna be trapped. So she, and so she just stood out in the hall. And then all the lights went out. Yeah. And then, in the meantime, Eve and Sam, back at the carnival, were talking about what's going on with Grace, and so... Eve tells Sam that she's worried, and so Sam goes out to the school to find Grace. Yeah, and of course, there's a point where Grace is in this dark school, and we see a hand grab her shoulder, and then the screen kind of goes black, and it goes to another scene, because obviously Sam is the person who grabbed her. But she screams, of course. And then Sam, when we cut back to them, Sam's like, what's wrong with you? Right, and it's in this scene that we discover that Sam was the person who rescued Grace from the fire 20 years. From a fire. From, oh, from a fire. I didn't know the fire. I didn't know anything about why she lost her memory. Well, right. We don't know why she lost her memory, but we now know that Sam is the person who rescued her. Yeah. In Boston, there was apparently a fire, and Grace was in there, and Sam rescued her, and then she lost all her memories from the first 10 years of her life. Right. So, it's crazy. So, Sam must have been working as a firefighter in Boston. Yeah, I, I mean, he could have been a police officer. He's a police officer now, too. Yeah. Save people. First responder of some type. Um, yeah, okay. So, he saves her. And then, meanwhile, at the carnival, every time that Eve and Sam are kind of talking about stuff, Tabitha <laughs> just kind of like, Tabitha shows out. up. That's <laughs> the best part of this whole episode. <laughs> There's like every time Eve and her husband were like, or Eve and Sam were like, I don't know what's wrong with Grace. And Tabitha just like out of a carnival game <laughs> to the like to the camera basically. Yeah. It's like straight to camera. It's like I know what's wrong with her. <laughs> like it is so it's so ridiculous. And it happens like three times. Yeah, she just pops her head around a carnival booth. It's like those, like, um, old cartoons, like, Tom and Jerry kind of cartoons, where it's, like, all, like, four different animals, like, one at a time, like, kind of pop their head around the corner of the doorframe. It was exactly like that, only with one person, and straight to camera, delivered, like, like, Ferris Bueller would, you know? It's very, (laughs) I love Tampa, she makes this whole show worth watching. Oh my gosh. Do we need to say anything else about this episode? Okay, so I guess my only other thing is... Was TV subversive enough in 1999 to actually make Tabitha the good person and the little girl that we think is an angel the bad person? Or oh, no. okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping it's a little more. Tab, I will say Tabitha has more, far more depth than just a bad guy. Like yeah, she's not. She is not really the villain of the okay. story. Okay, she she's comic relief. If you haven't figured that I mean, out yet, she's pretty funny. So yeah. All right, great. Um. That's it for me. That's Anything it. So you? that's it for episode three of Passions Podcast. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. See you uh, on the next episode. Right. How, how do we end it? You are my passion for life. I didn't think you were going to sing it. <laughs>